0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the 58th episode of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse with me, Karina Tovmasian, podcasting out from glorious Constanza, Romania today. And with me is my colleague Steve. Hello, Steve.
1: Hello. Good (laughs) afternoon.
0: (laughs) Says the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) Steve, how have you been?
1: Not so bad. It's, it's been a tad hot here, but it's cooled down a bit today, especially if we've had a bit of rain this morning, which has been forecast all week, but never happened. So I've been trooping out with the watering can, watering all the plants. But Wait, it's you,
0: you sound busy to me, and I have a solution for you. Let me tell you. <laughs> the solution that I have is the theme of the podcast today, which is in praise of slow living. And I did slow living. Right. And I got this idea from uh, none other but David Allen, organized be his name, uh, who sent sends out (laughs) Steve's praying to the God of David Allen here, (laughs) um, who sends out a newsletter every so often. And I came across it and I said, wow, I um, have actually been writing about slow living for quite some time. I am an official member of the Cloud Appreciation Society. Uh, Yes, there is such a thing. And yes, you can join. And one of the things that I am very keen on in my planning life cycle is to make sure that whilst I'm planning, that I'm able to calm any turbulence that may occur in my life. Because ultimately, that is the goal of planning, Mm. is to create a sense of order even if there is no order at least you've got it ordered in your mind so that you can you can know where to go next and in doing so creating an environment or a habitat for calmness and slowness not because there's something wrong with going fast because fast is also fantastic when you can but the understanding and the mindfulness that we're all heading in the same direction and we're all heading in the same place. So what's the point of getting there faster? I think that's the <laughs> ultimate that's the ultimate no question. Point being faster.
1: We're... it describes me perfectly this.
0: Does it? <laughs> Wait, on the slow end or the fast end, Steve? The slow end. <laughs> oh right, right. Okay. So... <laughs>
1: My wife sometimes says to me while we're driving, why are we going so slow? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's
1: the point of going well, any faster? Because you want to live longer. <laughs> it's just a bit boring going this fast. Well, we could go faster, but we don't
0: need well, to get see, there. Well, that's the thing. People think it might be boring, but really it isn't boring because the people that are bored by going slowly haven't realized that they need to focus on things other than going fast, right? <laughs> so... That's why they're bored, because they're just, oh, things are not going fast enough. But the idea is, and, and this is what Steve and I are going to discuss in the in the podcast on this, this episode, is you can actually go faster if you go slower. Yeah. Because you've got and more time idea, to think. More time to think, more time to plan. And by doing so, avoiding errors that may have otherwise occurred were you going faster.
1: I often think... Um about the way I sort of tackle some things in that I'm not one of these people that, given something they may not have done before, goes diving in head first, um, you know, with view to sort of getting the thing completed in half the time, you know, or, you know, half the, time between now and the deadline sort of thing Mm -hmm. I'd sooner sort of think okay so it's got to be done by then okay right what's the best way of doing it and not just sort of diving in and then realising you've made a mistake and you have to do it all over again I'd sooner hang back a bit think it out a little bit and then um, sort of start doing the thing gradually knowing that the thing is going to succeed at the end and you've not got yourself into a complete um sort of mess, sort of halfway down the track sort of thing.
0: It seems to me, knowing what I know of you as my friend from the last few years that we've been friends, it seems to me that you've always been like this. Yes. And <laughs> has has anyone ever accused you in this thinking time of inaction?
1: Occasionally, yes. But I, I sort of got this little tip in life, if you like, from a guy who was... More or less, he must have been close to retirement, if not past retirement age. And his famous words were, start as you mean to go on. Only mm. do what they ask you to do. Don't go any further than that, because they'll <laughs> expect it every time. I thought, there's something about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting to say that, because I've, I've used to go very fast, And I realized that I was burning out very quickly in going fast. And when I say going fast, I meant just as you said, the opposite of what you said, which is I would see something and I'd tackle it, hoping that I'd be done in half an hour of what normally would take three, four hours, just so that I could say I'm done and over with it. And I realized that in doing so, what happens is the the issue that we have with digitization and computers today is that computers were meant to make our lives easier. Mm. But what's happened is that because we free up the time, for example, we don't have to handwrite letters anymore. We send an email mm. and boom, it's there. Yeah. Now that frees up all this other time to get on with other things. And so this is when multitasking piles in. And this is when people say, well, let's see how much we can accomplish, right? Yeah. If, it took, if it took us only five minutes to write an email, where normally it would t- have taken us 15 to write a letter.
1: Mm.
0: Well, now we have, in, in some people's minds, made have this calculation of, well, now we've saved 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever the difference might have been. And in doing so, have freed up this time that can now be applied elsewhere. But the problem that we're running into is that our brains, as David Allen, yeah. uh, organized be his name, says, uh, we ha- our brains are for having ideas, not for keeping them. Mm. And if we're perpetually in this state of what do I have to think of next? What do I have to think of yeah. next? It doesn't allow the brain to go into a daydream, as he says, which should be rightfully and guilt-free mm. uh, to have that luxury and to say, well, I can just take a nap this Saturday afternoon because I really don't need to think of anything.
1: They- this, this episode is just so me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm so glad, Steve. And by the way, but, I picked the topic this time, but Steve yeah. <laughs> is just jonesing all over it right now. So I'm very glad to see that. And,
1: and another wonderful example of this is if this week, for instance, I've been asked to do a, an FAQ for a non-planner group. We won't go any further than that. But just another group, another interest of mine, and I put forward the suggestion, I said, because the group is just growing and growing and growing. This is on Facebook. So I said to the guy who admins the group, and is the leader, if you like, I said, it would be good if we had an FAQ, wouldn't it? I said, I'll start one. Oh, he said that, that'd be brilliant. He said, thanks very much for taking that on. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll try and get something to you by Saturday. Oh, that, oh yeah, wonderful, wonderful. But I, I sort of started off with the first sort of initial thoughts that I had in my head. I just typed them out on my iPad, just done, right. Put it to one side. Because there's no point in just sort of sitting there hoping <laughs> that you're going to get all the other ideas. Um, as you stare at the ones you've already written. As you stare at the other ones. So what I tend to do now, and to that, so I've done that one on the iPad, admittedly. But I also do the same trick and I've been doing it for the last few months of some thoughts and ideas that I'm doing on another project and I use a traveller's notebook for that. Yeah. And I dedicated a complete notebook. You know, doesn't matter if that I only use a tenth of the thing to just jotting down these ideas and 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 thoughts of my habit. and i did exactly the same thing for my um talk at um the cambridge planicon i had yeah. a load of ideas and and they were literally just small sentences if you like i call but, them thoughtlets little yeah thoughts. thoughtlets yeah good yeah. one and you know as they sort of came into my head so i'd write them down sort of thing don't try and remember them because i'm just hopeless at that as you know um and then, what I eventually did was i I typed all of these notes out into some in, into a document, and because they were fairly random thoughts, I was then able to sort of juggle them around on the screen and get them mm-hmm. into sort of bring things together and It actually worked out quite well in fact, the fact that I'd sort of just brought everything together. The thing is is when you're thinking up these things you know for a talk or an FK, i I've no idea of how big the thing's going to get, but it's it's certainly, I've said from the word go to this guy, I said, look, consider this to be a live document. It's never going to be finished because there's always going to be new questions going to come up and we need it as a repository for, you know, links and information and where people can find out information. And, he said, fantastic. I never would have thought of bringing it together like that. So, well, it's not rocket science and it's not the first time it's been done. But I said in this forum, nobody's thought to do it. And we keep repeating the same things all the time as new people arrive sort of thing. So it's just like, oh, here comes another one through the revolving door sort of thing. You know, welcome you founders sort of thing.
0: And and that's what I have found actually with um, my use of the personal size planner, which I've mm. now switched over to Filofax Winchester, as you know, Steve. Um, I've realized that in fact what it ought to be is exactly as the name indicates, is a file of facts. Mm. It, it is not meant to be the be all end all Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica on my life, it can just be a quick uh, note section or an informational section, as you said, a repository of information that might come in handy and or needs to be updated Mm. every so often. And I like the idea of of my planner being a continual living, uh, breathing Mm. item, just like that FAQ. Because it it does change. What I needed today may not Mm. be reflective of what I'll need seven months from now in terms of information at my fingertips. Mm. But there are some things, for example, in a dress book that I just would love. And for example, if anybody at Avery is ever listening to this, please, in the name of everything holy, Please come out with tabs the size for planners and come up with the software that will allow us to print directly onto Filofax inserts or Avery inserts. How lovely would that be Mm. to just hit print off of your Apple Contacts and have it print out onto Mm. your Filofax sheets with the ones that are pre-printed? You know, just how they have their own labels. Um, So I, I find that the idea of slow living Comes from a mindful decision to not have to be torn apart during everyday life, and so in in order to not get from point A to point B to point C, by the time you're at point Z, you're already exhausted. There's Mm. there's been no life happening; it's just been getting from one place to the next.
1: There's almost sort of three approaches, maybe more, on this. If you are going, you know, if you think of yourself as a, a, a runner. And he starts at the starting line and there's the finishing line. And there's you can either sprint from one place to the other or you can jog from one place to the other or you can sprint and then walk, sprint and then walk, sprint right. and walk. You're still going to get there. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to take a different amount of time to do it. But at the end of it, you're either going to be exhausted or you know, you're going to be relaxed. And at the end of the day, I think that's the one I would prefer to be. I never think of inactivity in the day as wasted time.
0: Right. And and one has to look at the goal, because if the goal is to win the race, yep. then yes, absolutely. You do want to be the fast mm. one on that day. So, for example, I've had some emergency situations back home and being overseas does amplify those emergency mm. situations. Being the first one to be able to call a roof repair being the first one to be yeah. able to call an electrician being the first one to have all that in place sure that's wonderful that's called winning the race mm. for me that's how i define that yeah but in order to get there i have to be mindful and take my time in setting up my planner I have to be mindful and understand that maybe it's going to take me longer to input some data initially, mm. but that eventually that data will pay off in the long run because if you're constantly, as, as you said in the previous example, having to create an FAQ for your own life at every moment, mm. that can be exhausting. If you never know where your numbers are, if you never know where your keys are, if, you, if you're always missing some bits of information, mm. if you find yourself just rattled and you don't know where the information... In other words, if something were to happen now and a house flooded or, you know, it's just some horrific thing happened and you weren't able to access the, the the home the way that it is now. Would you know what to do to replicate that information? Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's the winning point of mindfulness, mm-hmm. that people often think that inactivity is passivity and you're not doing anything. No. But in fact, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on this, Steve. Just because it looks like Steve is being inactive doesn't mean his brain's not working. And I think that's the big problem that people forget. Some people just daydream from day one to day 10. Mm. But in between, if you're planning and if Mm. you're setting something up for the long run, then half the work has already been done. To take action on those things is the other half. Mm. But to be able to plan out properly, I think, is the mindfulness aspect of it. And I think this is what we're talking about when we talk about praise of slow living.
1: I I sort of, I'm not a sort of an expert sort of public speaker by any means, but it was quite interesting um, during my sort of talk at uh, the Cambridge PlanetCon thing to actually put, allow pauses and just look at reactions of people before you then went on to the next part of the talk. And, and you're giving people time to sort of think and absorb things before you then hit them with something else sort of thing. <laughs> It's
0: it's lovely to know that, and I think that probably was an expectation that was set up of me whilst I was a child, but there was this anticipation or an anxiety of not always having the correct answer all mm. the time or being put on the spot and not knowing what to say. Mm. And I've sort of understood that there's no problem or no shame or no issue for me anymore. It's a non-issue to turn around to someone and say, Oh, I don't know. I'll mm. I'll get back to you on that. I have no mm. idea what the answer is. I don't need to know how to access that information immediately all the time. And that's part of the reason I write things down so that I don't have to access it in my brain. I can write it down.
1: The it's going slightly off um a different tack now. If if someone's being a little bit of a, a persistent in keep sort of badgering you and you think they know the answer to this but they just aren't thinking straight so you you're often tempted to just respond instantly aren't you Mm. to an email or whatever and you think well they i've told them that before i've told them how to do this before they've obviously forgotten or they didn't write it down Mm. so i'm terrible I, I don't actually respond. I know what the answer is. <laughs> and
0: just I, so you I, know, for those of you, you writing add... messages to Steve, why he's not responding to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of leave it for a half an hour or whatever and see just sort of let the time tick around and then see if, and some quite often I've got then, oh, it's all right, I've worked it out for myself. Magically, winner, <laughs> winner, <laughs> kind of <winter> chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cruel to be kind. I think in some ways.
0: <laughs> you should start singing that song. I would like for you to just sing out, "Cruel to be kind." <laughs> you know, anyway, but that's that's the idea, and I've found that I used to struggle with the concept of my personal size planner because I was mm. very keen on planning in either an A5 or a Desfax size because I felt I needed the room mm. to get my thoughts out on larger pieces of paper. And when I started working with OmniFocus, the software, I found that in fact it replicated a lot of what you said you were getting done in your notebook, that you had dedicated mm. an entire notebook for yeah. writing things down. I find the ease of typing because I do type so quickly. Yes, yes. Um, to get the thoughts out of my brain, because oftentimes the thoughts are coming quicker than I can type them. Yeah. And so, in in the frustration or in a sense of of wanting to succeed in getting my ideas out of my head, I love OmniFocus for that reason. Mm. That I can have a digital brain dump onto uh, my my tablet, for example, and then be able to access it and reprioritize them or group them in the context that I would like to have available. Mm. However. I love the idea of writing things down in a notebook. And that's what I have found my personal size to be now. It allows me the ability to slow down. So even if I've got those quick thoughts that need to be fired off into some kind of uh, format so that they can Mm. be kept for posterity, I find that by slowing down and by taking my time and taking a breath, I don't feel like I'm rushing off to the next thing because once I was done with OmniFocus, it was the next thing. And then the next thing after that. So uh, I think there's um, more than in, in, uh, more than enough people have told me anyway that writing things down allows them to slow down.
1: Yeah. And I it think gives you time in which to mm-hmm. sort of think things out and to look back and refer back to things, earlier notes and things easier. And that's what
0: our brain needs. Yes. That's what our brain needs. So the, it's not, again, it's not that I'm anti-digital because I love no. digital. I use it all the time. But there's got to be a time and place to disconnect from it to allow the brain to recover mm. or the allow to allow the brain to access these places where we just feel so rushed, why does everybody always want to go on holiday? They never Nobody ever says "I want to go on holiday and sit in front of a computer No everybody always goes on holiday somewhere where they can get away from it all, and still they manage to take their iPhones and androids with them and and take all kinds of photos right. But nobody ever says I'd like to go and stare at my phone on holiday, <laughs> <laughs> and they, yet they do, right? And so I found, that's found where it's using
1: at. a notebook now because I was never very successful. I don't think at being, you know. I asked the question um, of a group of people: How many people buy notebooks and then are afraid to even start them, using them?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question to ask here. I mean, I'm guilty of that too.
1: Yeah. But if it's they're not expensive ones, you don't tend to worry about it you know if it's it' only costs sort of a euro or two euros or a pound a couple of pounds it doesn't matter um the um amusing thing for me I've found now with you know when I have busy weeks and I do get busy weeks, well, busy for me, I suppose when there's a lot of things going on i I've got to be in so many different places. At various times, you know, there are things that can't slip from one day to the next, Mm
0: -hmm. which is
1: unusual for me. It it doesn't happen often, thank goodness. The the, must-dos, not the the must-dos, not the (laughs) maybe (laughs) shall-dos. I then find I'm fitting things in and around. It's like the big rocks and the the small rocks thing, right, with the Franklin Covey example. you chuck the big ones in and then you fit everything else around it sort of thing mm-hmm. and that that you know this week has been classic case of that with um being here there and everywhere sort of um in the week and sort of having a, a busy week coming up next week as well um so i know you know i'm sort of almost sort of planning ahead over sort of a two week period at the moment mm-hmm. sort of thing mm-hmm. so my sort of lists have reflected that and I've started you know I've been definitely been sort of transferring tasks and assigning them into a particular day that they've got to be done on and things like that but I use the pauses in the day to just reflect on right have I done this or have I done that and, and just to keep my, my, myself focused on what I've actually got to get done um, and there's some things that, uh, well, it'd be nice if that got, did get done this week, but it, it won't, you know, the, the world's not going to end if I don't. Right.
0: And way. and that's why we prioritize and contextualize yeah. things. Um, I, I used to not use my pauses in the day. I used to burn through them mm. thinking that if I just got through the day, mm. then I would have all this extra free time towards the end of the day but all it did was end up getting me even more tired and more exhausted Mm. and more burnt out for and you're not saving that much time if you're thinking of the concept of time right as douglas adams said time is a a fallacy right it's a concept lunchtime doubly so um so (laughs) right his words not mine Uh, So, so the idea that you're saving time by not taking a break is ridiculous. And I I think that's where in praise of slow living comes in to be able Mm. to say that you're not actually being slow, you're just being human. And everybody else who's trying to get to the point where they say, ah, well, I finished. My day's good now. Everything can go on the way it is. Nothing will ever align. The planets will never be aligned. The moon will never be where you want it to be. Everything is always going to be out of focus. Mm. And you have just got to pick it up from where it's at and move with it. And that is the whole point of starting something. So if you're thinking, oh, well, I'll start this project when all the planets align in my favor, it ain't happening and so that's part of the slow living is understanding that you've got to pick it up exactly where your life is at. There's not waiting for a better day.
1: In a, in a sort of real work situation, and I'm just sort of thinking back now because it's sort of seven years plus for me. Um, the situation I was in for many years was I actually did a car share with other people at work. So the time at which we arrived was sort of a mutually um mutually agreed sort of time. And the time we left had to be more or less well, not fixed, but it had to be mutually agreeable. And so you know, though with the within the fixed constraints of that, we were always sort of you know, you're always sort of keeping an eye on the the clock sort of thing. So I suppose in some ways I was more sort of thinking ahead of right i've got to if i 've got to finish this off by that time i've got to sort of allow for um whatever and what have you all the time whereas you get some people that just you know they're the they're the ones that are there in the office before you arrive and they 're still there when you 've left it in the evening and so' yeah. they're, they're the the people that work way beyond their normal hours sort of thing
0: right and I used to be one of those people, and I realized that in fact. The correct ways to do it the way you're saying, which is yeah. to backwards plan, to start yeah. off with the result that you want to achieve mm. and then plan in the big pieces during your day yeah. and then go back in and fit all the other smaller pieces because smaller pieces can be fit around larger mm. things. and But if you're just thinking, oh, well, I'm going to get it started, show up at 4 a.m. and leave at, mm. you know, I don't know, 7 or 8 o'clock at night you are burning the candle at both ends and it's not going to end well. It's just... Why? Why? Mm. (laughs) You know, I don't think any um, CEO ever lost sleep over how many hours their employees are spending in their company. And Mm. I don't think anybody on their deathbed ever said I should have been at work more. So... (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, you just have to wonder why, why are we doing the things that we do? Is it that we've just gotten an in habit? And I think living mindfully allows us to step away from that and understand that there is something to be said about slow living. So it's not really boring when you see the cows and mm. the chickens go by at a slower speed. Mm. Uh, you're just sort of like, oh, well, there's something, there's something else there. There's something else to look at and enjoy.
1: I think I'm sort of, you know, from a health point of view, you have to sort of, because we are all sort of, in, in most cases, tied to our desks so much these days in front of a screen. Um, and it's just too easy, just, you know, before you know, you know, two or three hours may have passed without realizing it. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you really need something to remind you, once, at least once an hour, to sort of get up and walk around and, and just your eye focus. You know, beyond sort of between here and the screen, sort of thing. Right. Um, otherwise, your eyes will start suffering because you won't be able to right. f- focus on anything at the distance. But uh...
0: well, and and that's you know, what do they say? Sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. So. I think yeah. in, in terms of that, there's nothing wrong with the. I mean, smokers do it. Even smokers get up and go smoke every one hour, right? Yeah. Why why shouldn't the healthy people that don't smoke get up and go well, do just something get up for an up
1: more, hour? You know, go and annoy someone else. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: That's easy for you to say, Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no comment.
0: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I resemble that statement. not resent it, no. No, 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 I resemble it. So, yeah. So, any, any final thoughts, Steve?
1: Final thoughts? No, I think, you know, we all find our sort of own pace in a way, don't we? A pace at which we can work at. And I think that's quite important as well, really, is you know we're not we're not all the same we all tackle things you know given the same task we would all tackle it slightly differently i'm sure Um, Mm -hmm. we might learn from each other in hindsight um, as to you know we might pick up tips as to how each other did something um, to improve on on things and the efficiency of it all and all the rest of it but i don't think you know you shouldn't be um, think that you are any worse off because you took a bit longer to do something or whatever it doesn't matter really um as I, long as... I
0: agree i agree and I, I don't think anyone should have to dictate the pace that you need no. to be at i think that's one of the most important things i take away from this podcast mm. is if you find yourself at a pace that's uncomfortable see if you can adjust it and don't just go on with it because that's what you've been doing for yeah forever um, that's sort of that's reflect on
1: even when, once you've completed a task, reflect on it and see, you know, is there a better way of doing this? That's, you know, because the thing with repetitive tasks is they can you can be sort of um, dragged along by like an anchor if you've done it, you know, not thought it through to start with. There we go. Anyway, where right. can we find you on the hinterwebs?
0: You can find me on Instagram, where I haven't been very active lately, at Karin Tovmassian, or at Planerology on the Facebook groups, and um, probably in Constanza, Romania, running about. Where can we find Mm -hmm. you, Steve?
1: You'll find me at philofaxi.com, travellersnotebooktimes.com, and on Instagram, and likewise, I've not really been doing a great deal there recently, as Mr. Philofaxi. And remember, folks... If you've enjoyed this podcast, and we have certainly have, I think, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it.